Oh, it's Turning Point, where we go both sides of the story. I'm Jake Rongholt. Tweet me at at Rongholt Sports. That's R-O-N-G-H-O-L-T Sports. In the world of hot takes, you got to find somebody that goes both sides of the story. This is the podcast for you. Now, what you're about to listen to is an interview with a very good friend of mine from HoopsRumors.com. He is also a contributor for the Washington Wizards. If you ever have read some of his stuff, it's fantastic. Go to HoopsRumors.com. It's regarding the All-Star Game. We jump into that. We jump into uh, Kobe Bryant a little bit. What is the status of the NBA? What is the second half going to be hold? And could the Lakers become that team in the Western Conference representing to get the O'Larian O'Brien Trophy? We got so much to get into. So enough talk. Let's get into it. Here is Chris Krause of HoopsRumors.com and a contributor for the Washington Wizards right here on the Turning Points Podcast. Well, it's been a tumultuous week in the sports world, and we're back here on Turning Points, where we tell both sides of the story. I'm Jake Rongholt, and you can tweet me at at Rongholt Sports, or you can find me on Facebook.com slash both sides of the story. Or if you really want to get really into the nitty gritty, you can find me on Instagram at Jake Rongholt Sports. Uh, I always post up anything. Uh, it could be about a fitness journey. It could be about a movie. It could be about uh, sports takes. But uh, we're always welcome. Any take here. Uh, as long as you bring some facts to it. But as we continue telling both sides of the story, thank you so much to Mike Tuck, a uh, longtime Orlando radio host and course director for the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, joined us here uh, to talk about you know what some of the kind of the failures that the news media made uh, re- during the reporting of Kobe's unfortunate death. And uh, then we also got into the Super Bowl, had a lot of fun here. But there was another... Big piece of news that came out in the NBA that just made us go, huh? So I needed some answers here. There was like one to three big stories that came out, and I was sitting here going, "Well, who can I bring on that I know that can bring this that can break this down?" I hope he can, but it's uh, Chris Kraus. You can find him on Twitter at NBA Kraus. He's Chris Kraus of HoopsRumors.com and a great friend of the Turning Points podcast. Now joining us here. Chris, thank you so much for joining us here. Um, first off, what word do you have uh, for Kobe Bryant passing on? Hey, Jake. Uh, yeah, it's it's really tragic. I mean, like it's it's sad for sad for him and for you know for his daughter and then all 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 seven of, of the other people that were on board. It's just it's just overall sad. So is that the is that your word? I think so. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not a loss for words, you know, kind of, and I'm sure yeah. everybody else, in, you know, in media and at home is all kind of the same way. And it's, you know, it's one of those things I was, uh, I was watching, uh, like a Brian Shaw talk about it. And he's like, you got to like almost celebrate the parts of Kobe's life that, that, they, that, you know, that really made an impact on you. And, um, yeah. So I think overall, like, yeah, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's sad, but then you gotta, you know, you almost gotta celebrate what he did in his life. What will you remember most about Kobe Bryant? You know, it's crazy. Like, you always remember, like, what happens last. And, like, the his last game scoring 60 points and just how that was just a phenomenon. Like, you know, we've never really seen that before. We've never really seen, like, you know, someone go out with that much of a bang. And, um, you know, or it's very rare that, that, that anything can happen in any sport like that. You know, maybe John Elway in football might be the only other one that, that, that kind of retired. He retired with a Super Bowl like that. But Kobe getting his last game, getting 60 points and just the, you know, the Mamba out. It was it, I mean, that was just a that, that was just that was the way to go out. What was your favorite memory of Kobe? Um, I, I mean, I have a lot of them. I mean, I, I remember going back, you know, even I think it was. 
it was like it was like maybe like before they traded Shaq and there was like some speculation that they were going to trade Kobe. And I'm like, Oh, you know, like maybe he'll come to the Sixers and play with AI. And I just remember that hope. And, you know, like, I think, I think everybody, you know, they, everyone who, who had, who follows the NBA and has followed it growing up, you, you're like, Oh, if you're not a Lakers fan, you kind of like despise the Lakers. But then, you know, if you hear like a rumor about, Oh, Kobe might be coming to your team. You couldn't be happier. Right. You hope it happens. And, you know, that's really like a testament to his greatness. And, you know, I think that's, I, I just remember those feelings and like, you know, as, as, as small of a chance it would have been that Kobe would have played in Philly, it would have been fantastic. And, you know, um, I think that's just like, you know, that's overall just like a testament to, to his greatness and you know, I mean, great players, you know, kind of invoke that response as well. What did you think about them continuing to play the games after Kobe's passing? Yeah, it's tough. I can't imagine being in that position. I know the Wizards. Um, I, I, I I talked to people down in, um, mm-hmm. in Washington, and you know they they weren't happy. They no one really wanted to play, and it was a very very like somber mood. Um, you know the, the Lakers were the only one that canceled game. Um, I know Coach Kenny Atkinson of the Nets. He said the Nets should have. He, like he's he's one of the, you know one of the coaches that said, hey, we shouldn't have played on Sunday. Um, you know it should have been. And, and he also said like, hey, I'm not even looking at any tape from this from this game like you know like 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 we can't we can't draw any sort of uh we can't draw any sort of information going forward because of because of uh of of the uh, the impact and everything around the game it's they kind of just threw it out and um yeah i mean like i would have liked to see them cancel but you know you understand you know imagine you're driving an hour and a half and you you planned out this day and you were going to go see and you know it for a lot of fans you know it might have been a way to to you know cope with it it's like you know like sports is a way to 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 really kind of take us out of what's going on in the world and some people might have needed that uh you know that 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 distraction how did you cope with it i mean i watched basketball all day it was you know i watched the coverage i you know i read you know when i first found out i was like no this can't be right you know like it's you know tmz report and you know like you know although they you know you would you were hoping it was like a false report right and, um, you know, I just think you, you have to, uh, you know, just, you, you have to like, kind of like remember all, all the good. I mean, how about you? Like, how'd you find out? I found out from a friend of mine, uh, I do a, a podcast called the hooligan hour with him about every couple of weeks and we break it down and I was just sitting there lazy Sunday, uh, you know, just watching some Netflix with my girlfriend and suddenly my phone just buzzes and it was not like a normal buzz. It was like an abnormal one. And I was like, what? in the world is going on with my phone i open it up and it's it's baker and from the hooligan hour and he tells me that kobe bryant was killed in a helicopter crash and right away time just stopped and i was scouring the internet trying to find anything possible that felt like a real story but what really shamed me the most was the way it was reported, everybody was missing the big picture. Agendas were coming out and all this spewing hate were, was coming out to people who were not getting it right. And it just really depressed the hell out of me, Chris. And then finally, I just said, you know what? What's ESPN saying right now? And ESPN, per usual, gets it right, lets the story unravel. And also Sirius XM NBA Radio, I thought, did an excellent job. Jason Jackson had the unfortunate circumstances to do a show as this was happening and he just as just like espn they unraveled it uh wonderfully and we we found out all the unfortunate sad details about uh what happened on that sunday morning uh in uh, california so 
Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's it's got to be tough to report it, and you know, it's also got to be tough not to know the information and have to you know give give viewers and stuff you give viewers the information that they want, even if you don't have it. And you know, kudos to the the organizations that did a good job. He's Chris Krause of Hoops Rumors uh, joining us here on Turning Points, where we tell both sides of the story. I'm Jake Rongholt. Follow him on Twitter at NBA Krause. All right, let's uh, switch to something a little bit more in our in our liking here, and that is the All-Star Game, uh, what is happening here. Uh, Chris, what can you tell me about the new rules that the NBA just came out with with this All-Star Game? I mean, it's going to confuse a lot of people. Confuse me. <laughs> um, I'm, I, you know, at first I was like, oh, they're going to play four different games. But then, you know, they're going to have 24 points in the fourth quarter and the point differential. And, yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic way to, to commemorate Kobe and, and, and having him involved in the game, you know, and having him and our thoughts and, thoughts and prayers during it. Um, maybe they could have done it a little bit simpler. <laughs> simpler yeah. Way. Just play, maybe play to 24 each quarter. No, I agree because this is what I got. I got a tweet here and it was, okay, nothing, nothing to start quarters one, two, and three, hundred thousand dollars on the line. Each quarter will go to charity. Take those scores, add them up to start the fourth, take the score that's ahead of that time, add 24 to it. First to hit that number wins the all-star game. And if you know, I was, I, I, I think that sounds good in theory. I uh, think you're going to have some issues with keeping track going through the game and you know like oh well like hmm, this this team is going to be up by 15 and then you got to do like you know like, like hey it's, it's not an overly difficult math problem i think if everyone sat down and studied for it i think we'd all pass the test uh but you know i think you know your, your casual fan who's just tuning in and you know it's gonna be like what, what what's going on like what's the score now just like, and then like you're gonna have a little bit of confusion there i don't know what, what are you what are your thoughts what, what was your first reaction i i don't know i I'm fine with the Kobe Bryant tribute. I'm fine with that. I like that they're adding 24 to it. But I, to me, this just feels like the Pro Bowl all over again. They are trying so many different new ways of trying to fix something that just can't be fixed. I mean, the Pro Bowl, let me bring out the Pro Bowl here for a minute. This was in Hawaii for years and years and years. And then they decide, okay, let's move it to Orlando. Okay, let's have the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. Okay, now let's switch it back to the week before the Super Bowl. Oh, not just that. Let's bring in Jerry Rice in here and they can draft the team. Okay, that didn't work. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's change up the jerseys again here. Um, I, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it just for the Kobe tribute, but I'm not really into the all-star game but I'm, I'm curious to see how it would at least go to it i mean i i just feel like maybe if you're gonna do a tribute why don't you just do a tribute like what the celtics have done what the timberwolves have done the knicks i thought did the best one i can't believe i'm saying that but it's true the knicks what they did was they put number eight and number 24 on the court and then they set the, the shot clock up 24 seconds and they had a moment of silence and that was how they honored Kobe. I don't know why the NBA is doing this, but whatever, I, I, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, let's go into this for a minute here. Who was snubbed? Oh, as far as yeah, who's going to be in the game. Um, I think your biggest snub, and I think it's without a question, it's like Bradley Beal. Right? No player right. has ever scored 28 points a game and not made the All-Star game. He's scoring 28 points a game. You know he and, and I, I know the Wizards are a mess. They're not. They're not as bad as most people think. They, you know, they're they're building. They don't have they don't have top level talent right now. But you know they they 
they're, they're, it's a fun group that likes each other and Bradley Beal's a major part of all basically why they've gotten as much success as they had, especially offensively. And I just don't, I just don't understand how he didn't make it. I think, I think maybe a lot of coaches around the league, a lot of players around the league don't take the wizards seriously. And it's more, maybe more of a reputation thing. How surprised were you that John Morant didn't make it? I mean, I think he has a great case. He's a major reason why the Memphis Grizzlies are where they are. They're, they're, they're competing for a playoff spot where no one thought that they were going to be, you know, they, they, they thought people thought they were going to be one of the worst two teams in the, in the West. And uh, he deserves a lot of credit, but if I'm looking at who got snubbed in the Western conference, it's DeMar DeRozan. You know, he's, he's been the catalyst for why the Spurs are again uh, in the playoff, in the playoff hunt. When everyone left them for dead, when, you know, the season started out, they, they had some bad losses and, and, and DeMar, you know, getting off a slow start, uh, contributed to that but now 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 DeRozan's playing his, his normal game and you know it's just also worthy and I, I I just don't understand how he didn't get in or Russell um and and you know there's and also like Devin Booker Devin Booker has a claim as well but but yeah I mean like the the, the West is so competitive I mean uh John Moran probably would have had a better shot in the East as much as as, as good as the East has been overall um the individual players I think there's more talent in the West how did Kyle Lowry get in you know, Toronto is a, is a really good team, and, and Lowry has good numbers. I don't think I don't think I don't think Lowry being in is egregious. I just I just think that you, when you look at the competition, you look at Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal should have got uh, Bradley Beal should have j- just got in over him. And 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 I love Kyle Lowry more than more than most people. I mean, like Philly dude, he, I'm so happy when he won the championship. Uh, I just I just don't see it. I don't I don't even think he's the second best Raptor. I think Fred VanVleet is we should probably should have been the guy. I know he missed a little time if you're going to pick two Raptors, but but yeah, Kyle Lowry. I mean, hey, it might have been a reputation pick, and uh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer, and this will probably help with that. The reason I brought up John Morant was it was interesting to see that because he's a rookie, and I understand you know there are guys who have had good rookie seasons, but why is there such an emphasis on a rookie being snubbed? You know, I think a lot of people got their hopes up. They they thought that John Moran deserved it, and and he deserves to be in the conversation. You know, but I mean, he missed time as well. He you know hasn't hasn't put up the same numbers as as someone like as someone like Devin Booker, as someone like Brandon Ingram, and also Memphis is Memphis is actually a decently well rounded team. I mean, they they have they have a young core. They're going to be set up for the future, and John Moran's a major part of that. But as far as what they, uh, you know, as far as what he's accomplished this year, I, it's just I don't think it's also worthy based on the competition. He's Chris Krause of Hoops Rumors joining us here on Turning Points Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at NBA Krause, or you can get all your updates with the Washington Wizards through him because he does really great work. And I mean, this is a guy who got to watch the Lion King for crying out loud in Washington. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Let's talk about what Star Wars. It was Star Wars. It was Star Wars. It was Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. They had it. They had it on the Jumbotron after a game. They, they, the Wizards are really doing some really cool stuff um, to, to attract fans and it's working, you know, concerts after games, movies after games. It's uh, I think the rest of the league will catch on. What word do you have for the Washington Wizards season so far? You know, so, can I use two words? Two oh, words. Wanna, Go ahead. I want to cheat a little bit on this test. Uh, okay. Surpri- surprisingly explosive. Huh? You know, it's it's their offensive game is 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 really well run. I mean, Scott Brooks deserves a lot of credit for for their offensive efficiency and how and how they have just put put you know like basically put themselves in in a in a spot where they're not one of the worst teams in the league. 
Now, the defense is another story, and it, it becomes there, there's times when you think you're at a like a Harlem Globetrotter game, you know, <laughs> with like just like teams running back and forth and scoring. But like, uh, don't get me wrong, this team this team plays hard. This team this team is really good offensively, and I think uh, you know it's, it's surprise it, it probably surprised a lot of people when the Wizards come to town, and you're like, oh, like I didn't realize that they had these kind of shooters, and you know, um, I didn't realize Davis Bertans was as good, and or Bradley Beal, you know, could do these kind of things and be a playmaker. And uh, I think people are going to like people are surprised, you know, when, when when they see it up close. Who is the most surprising player on the team right now? Who oh, I think I, I look at If Smith and the, the development that he made. Now I watched If Smith on two occasions, um, you know, covering the Sixers, and when he kind of was brought in there to be a veteran point guard presence, and you know he couldn't shoot the three. He was a very fast player. He you know he, he was he was designed to come in and be essentially like a like a system quarterback right you know you, you just need someone to get you the ball you want it like an alex smith that's like not going to lose a game for you and like that's what I, you thought smith was but now he's kind of expanded his game he's shooting the three and he's doing it well he, he he's become a playmaker and you know like if smith is on a really good contract he's only making six million dollars a year and I, I, if another team wanted to get him as a backup point guard the celtics probably could use him uh you know he, like he'd ha- he has some value and that's something i did not expect to say coming into the season Let's go to what happened. Uh, there was some news that came out yesterday about the decline of the salary cap for next season. What? How did this happen? Why does the NBA have to possibly uh, take a decline in the salary cap? Well, there, there were some projections that said it was going to come down. Not this much. You know, like, okay. like it's, a, it's, it's about a million dollars worse than they thought. Um, which isn't isn't crazy amount, but you got to think that's thirty million dollars for the league, and that's thirty million dollars for the players that are not going to get that right. And uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 a tough loss. Uh, but overall, if you look at the last like five years, it's up it's up exponentially. And you know, you, you're looking at you know what it was like under eighty million dollars five years ago, and now and now we got a, you know it's one hundred fifteen million. It's projected to be one hundred fifteen million. Um, it's still it's still an overall win. So it's almost like it's almost like it got Amazon stock and it just went down a little bit. And you're like, oh, no, but it's, it's still Amazon stock. What's the blame <laughs> for it? Uh, I mean, you could definitely probably point to some of the uh, you, you point to a couple of things. I'm sure China has an influence, you know, that the the whole the whole issue there. And I'm not really I'm not really, really like too educated on the matter, but it definitely had a, it definitely has an influence on like the business side of things. And I think, you know, when you look at the super teams and there's no there's not that one super team to to kind of hate on, I guess, you know, when, when, when the Warriors were great and people said hey, it ruined basketball, the ratings didn't really reflect that. People watch the Warriors, whether you love them and watch greatness or you hated them and want to root against them. Uh, and now, I mean, I guess you you could say that about the Lakers, but, um, you know, there's not really that one team that's, you know, that, 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 that everybody knows and every fan base knows. And that, that could definitely be a major part of it. What grade do you give the first half of the NBA season? Ooh, I mean, I think overall it's, it, it, it was, it, it's a fantastic first half. Um, I give it, I, I give it a B plus, you know, I would like to see, you know, when I look at like things like Paul George being out for a while and like, you know, not even getting like they don't even have a chance. The Clippers don't even know what they have together because they haven't they haven't got a chance to see the whole team um, together for a long time. And, and situations like that where you're like, OK, you didn't get the full experience of this like full team because of injuries and because of because of players taking off and, you know, you, basically players using their PTOs early in the year. <laughs> What does LeBron's proclamation do for the NBA's second half? 
I mean, I think you know, I, I think he's going to put on MP, MVP worthy uh, second half campaign. You know, Giannis is the frontliner right now, but I mean, it's and, and if the Bucks win seventy games, he's going to win the MVP. But uh, if you look at one person that has a chance to take it over, I think it's LeBron. And LeBron could, you know, he leads the league in assists, which I think is a really underrated part of his game this year. He's become just he's become Magic Johnson with LeBron's athleticism with, you know, and, and he's been this for a few years, but now he's like fully embracing the, the point guard role. Uh, I, I, I think, I think the Lakers are just going to come out stunning. And like, it's, it's, it, it's really up to the Clippers to, to, to really figure out how they're going to stop them, you know, come playoff time, because I think that's the only, that's probably the only team that can, uh, that can stop the Lakers unless there's an injury and you hope you don't see that. What keeps the Clippers from beating the Lakers? Uh, it, it might only be continuity. It might be the fact that they haven't got a chance to play together with the full cast. Um, you know, Kawhi and, 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 and Paul George didn't get a practice together until, and I think, I believe it was the beginning of December. And, you know, Paul George come back from shoulder surgery. Kawhi, you know, has his days off. And uh, it's, you know, it, it's got to be frustrating. But, you know, I, I think you're going to see them try to get the continuity you know, after the uh, after the deadline, maybe they make a move, and then they're like, "Okay, now's the time to get everybody together and, and put an emphasis on getting everyone in the game in, in the game together at the same time." Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I think that's the only thing. It's like because they have been they have been fantastic. You know, when when, when Paul George and Kawhi, and then they got uh, they got Lou Williams, and then they put uh, Harold and, and Patrick Beverly. That lineup is, is fantastic. It just hasn't played that many minutes, and I think continuity is going to be a big thing. It's Chris Cross of Hoops Rumors joining us here on the Turning Points podcast. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Who has the best chance to take down the Bucks? I, I, I want to say I think the Bucks, uh, they they have their they have the weaknesses, right? And I think it's on the wing. And I oh. want to say I wanted to say the Sixers, but like they don't have the they don't have the the, the playmakers on the wing outside of probably Ben Simmons that that can actually exploit that. Um, so it's going to be tough. I mean, I look, I look around, you know, if you look at the Miami heat, I don't think they have enough. Um, the, the Pacers, the Celtics, same, uh, it's going to be up to the Sixers. So if the Sixers make a move and get another playmaker at the deadline, I mean, you, I I don't know who's out there. I don't know. You don't know who, who they can bring on, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough to bring down the bucks, but the Sixers are, are one piece away from doing it. What about the Raptors? I like what the Raptors bring. I think that they're, they're a serious contender to win a playoff series. But they're not going to beat Giannis. They're, they're not going to beat the Bucks. The Bucks are just too deep. Like like the advantages that the Raptors would have in being a very deep team, the Bucks have that as well. And uh, you know, it's it's a it's a it's one of these things where you know strength meets strength. And when you have Giannis to kind of be like the trump card there, it's it's you just can't compete with it. Not not that's not to take away anything from Pascal Siakam and his, his stardom. But um, yeah, I mean, like this is—I don't think—I think they're a notch. The Bucks are a notch above. I mean, clearly above the Raptors, and I think above everybody else in the East. What have the Bucks done differently compared to last season? Uh, I think you're seeing continuity with them. I think you know you're seeing them. You know, just the way that that the team is coming together, and it's a team that likes each other, and like you know, that's an underrated part of the game. It's like, do these players get along? And is it like, you know, is everything in the locker room alright? And from all accounts, it's like a fantastic atmosphere. But I guess if you're winning every game, you know, it like it's hard to be upset. 
<laughs> so uh, that could, you know could be like a you know chicken and egg situation. But uh, yeah, they they just come together, and, and Giannis has taken his game, and he's shooting threes, which is good, even though he's not doing it efficiently. It's it's helping out a little bit as far as uh, spreading the paint a little bit. But the team is built perfectly for Giannis. I mean, they it, 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 we can talk about you know the issues on the wing and who's actually going to be there, um, come, who's going to be there like. To, to rely on come postseason, but we're nitpicking. We're, t- we're talking about like, you know, wh- why it's not a hundred percent. They're like, you know, 98%, right. You know, like it's, it's still a really good score for this team. One big nitpick it feels like in the NBA is the New York Knicks. I don't know why they continue to get in the news, but what do you do about Alfred Payton's uh, charge on Jay Crowder at the end of that game? Uh, I mean, he's getting the one game suspension, right. But like, do you, I don't know. Like, I don't really blame him. I think you kind of take that and that becomes, you know, like the unwritten rules are there. It's not mm-hmm. as big in the NBA as it is in like, you know, let's, let's say baseball. But uh, I mean, that's a whole nother story now. With the, now, now there's going to be written rules in baseball because of the, the whole scandal. But um, but yeah, I think I, I think you got to respect the unwritten rules and not shoot, you know, down. But you also you, you got to control yourself when the emotions are, are running high. And I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you think that the. Uh, the one game suspension is, is appropriate. I think it could have got at least three to five. At least you want to pretty much put up a standard. Look, I know it's been an emotional week, you know, with this, but look, you're on the court and I understand there's an unwritten rule out there, but you got to be the bigger guy out there and you got to be like, okay, I won't make this mistake because the Knicks are a joke. They're a laugh riot. They are pretty much puns for late night hosts at this point. And you got really nothing much to say except play the game until something matures but man alive that it just sickened me when i when i saw that yesterday and i'm like you gotta be kidding me you gotta grow up you gotta just lighten up with this nonsense i know jay crowder was in the wrong but alfred payton should have never made that move and charged him at the end of that game so that's just me though yeah, and, it, and you know the whole brawl. It really wasn't that big of a brawl. Like people push each other and whatever. Right, so I right. See, I see why they didn't go too hard. Like you know, no real punches thrown or no like, not, not hit obviously. But yeah, I mean like, yeah, you got to control your emotions. It's not a uh, you know like it's, it's not the worst thing for a guy to just try to pat his stats. <laughs> what team? <do> you... <laughs> yeah, okay on that. Anyway, that's the one thing. Last time I'm going to talk about the Knicks here. What team is a <laughs> what? <laughs> what team has surprised you um i mean i kind of look at the pacers right the pacers and 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 a player another player that surprised me is is, is tj warren uh just how efficient he's been and how well he's he's really embraced his role in that team um the the pacers have have, you know they get oladipo back and i'm not sure that he's going to be the same as he was especially this year coming back but um you know, like that team is just it's just a really deep team and, and well put together. And I, I didn't expect them to be, you know, among that second group in the Eastern Conference. Are my Bulls going to get to the playoffs? They're the ninth spot right now. Ooh, last time we talked, last time we talked, I said there's some hope, and you know, um, I, we need we need to get Otto Porter back on the on the uh, on the court. I'm telling you, he's very important because he, he just allows the rotation. And but the injuries, the injuries in the front court. I mean. Um, like like Laurie Markkinen is is out. You got uh, Wendell Carter Jr. He's out. Um, you, you're also missing uh, Daniel Gaffer, your, your your rookie center, who somehow <laughs> yeah. became, a, became an important part of, 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 of this front. And uh, you know, I hey, if, if Zach Levine can get him there, then I think we can talk about why he didn't make the the uh, the All Star team and and you know his his gripe. And and he's been playing fantastic. But yeah, you got to. Uh, I mean, you got to get some players back before. 
before you can make that run. But um, but I don't know. It almost looks like the stars are aligning because the Magic are kind of slipping. That could, you know, Markel Fultz is running the show there. So maybe there's a correlation. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it does look like the spot's opening up in the East. So if, if the Bulls can get healthy enough, they can probably grab it. I look at that record, 19-31, and 31, and I sit there and go, how in the world are we even in the conversation for the playoffs? I mean, you look at the Western Conference, the Grizzlies are the number eight spot. They're 24-24. and 24. I'm like, well, that, at least that's respectable compared to, to this, but it's just another story that is the Eastern Conference. Oh, my goodness. Oh, jeez. It, it gives it gives uh, people that root for these teams in the East hope. You know, I think there's no there's really no teams besides the Knicks and the Cavs that are out of the playoff race. I mean, uh, two weeks ago, the uh, the Wizards went on like a nice. Uh, they they beat the Nuggets, they beat the Celtics, and they were five games back of the playoffs. And people were talking about the playoffs, and Scott Brooks was very quick to say, "Okay, we have goals, and you know, we want to be realistic, and we would love that to happen, but." Everyone knew, like, hey, hey, you know, like we would need to go on some crazy run to make that happen. But I think, I think nearly every fan base in the East has hope, except for you know, like, like a few bottom teams. What does the NBA? What does the second half of the NBA season need to uh, bring the ratings back up? Um, I mean, I think you're going to see the Lakers dominate, and you know, now that they're, they're you know, everyone's getting uh, accustomed to playing with each other, and I think that'll help. You know, you're going to see. Also, you know, like you can't compete with the NFL during the first couple of months. So I think that definitely plays a part. And, um, you know, the, the ratings are going to go back up just based, based on what else is available. What do you, I mean, are we going to be watching the XFL over, uh, over NBA games on Saturday nights? Maybe. I mean, but like, possible. I would venture to guess that the ABC Saturday night contests are going to be, uh, you know, pretty well received. Yeah, yeah, 76ers and Celtics that Saturday night. Uh, I might actually look at that and go, yeah, I might have to watch that. But, uh, yeah, I it's going to be interesting to see what the XFL can do. I mean, ESPN, Fox, they got a lot of people behind them on this. So that's going to be interesting. But uh, I think what you just said works best. The Lakers have got to be dominant. The Clippers have got to be right there. And I'm just waiting for that team to rise up and just shock people. And I think that'll really help. Cause like I said, the NBA needs parody. They need some kind of form of it for people to watch, but you know, hey, that's a discussion for another time. Chris Krause of ropes rumors. You can find him hostrumors.com or tweet him at, at NBA Krause. He's always a blast to talk to one final question. Zach Levine going into the slam dunk contest. Uh, I think he, I don't think he is. I think he, I, you know, he put out some sort of ultimatum, like fans, if you vote me into the all-star game, <laughs> I will come and do the slam dunk contest, which is, I mean, more power to him, right? <sighs> he didn't get voted in. I don't think he's going to go. <laughs> I've come to the point where I want somebody from Chicago to be on the slam dunk contest. So it is weird being a fan. Maybe, all uh, right. maybe Chris Dunn. Jeez, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much for, there we go. That's that's the reality check I needed. Just mention Chris Dunn to me, and then I realized, yep, my Bulls are still a mess. So, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, they could be the playoff Bulls in a couple months. Right. All right, Chris Krauss of HoopsRumors.com. Thank you so much, my friend, and uh, enjoy the All-Star game. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Chris Krauss, <laughs> always leaving me with a laugh. Yeah, my Bulls, nineteen thirty-one and ninth spot in the Eastern Conference. I, I don't know. I don't even know where this question came from. I mean, I was I was looking at my list of questions. I wrote six of them down, 
And I just, out of the blue, thought, oh, let's talk about the Bulls. I don't know why, but I guess I did. All right, let's take time out here. When we come back, we are going to do our Cinemac Escape uh, part of the podcast. we got to get through this. Uh, the worst movie list, best movies of the year. What were they in 2019? You don't want to miss it here. So let's jump off the court, get into the cinema. Cinemac Escape coming up next here on the Turning Points Podcast. I'm Jake Ronholt, and you listen to it right here on iTunes.